0: Can't get enough of the
1: fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show.
2: Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence.
0: It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast.
2: All right, welcome to the post-game podcast with the Jerry in Minnesota for... Uh, Rutgers, I've got the Eddie Scizzi joins me. Hello, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Oh yeah, so I got one for you here. And see, um, see where you're at on this one. So, right. uh, for the Christmas holiday season this year, I was trying to uh, think of things to get, to, you know, family members and mm-hmm. things. And I always thought I, I like to give like gift cards, but not like a like a restaurant gift card, but someplace that uh, I like and maybe I will go with them like uh, mm-hmm. you you come down uh, so for with my uh my sister Debbie and her husband I got them a gift card for this Italian place just outside of Bradley Beach
3: Is that the one we went to It is the one we went to mm-hmm.
2: It is uh, it was a place called Al Ponti Yes we I took the uh, show staff there when yes. we came down for the Memorial Day show Yep It's a great it was a great restaurant uh Really good food. I like the people that work there. One of the things that has always surprised me, though, it was never packed. Like, it was busy, and I always made reservations, but you probably didn't need reservations. Uh, yeah, and when we went, it was
3: not empty, but about maybe 60% full.
2: Yeah, and then I also also uh, take into account I'm going at 5 o'clock in, on a of Friday. Course. You know, but maybe the crowd doesn't get going until later. So I was like, you know, my uh, sister and brother-in-law would really like this place. They love good food and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I said, so I'm going to get them a gift card for there. But cheap me also thinks like, well, this place goes out of business. It's You know, if you get like a, a gift card for like the Capitol Grill, there's multiple Capital Grills. It's mm-hmm. not going to go to waste. But I thought, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, This is this was my idea. This is where I really want to take them. This is it. So I get this gift card probably Christmas Eve. In early January, they go after the holiday. They go on. uh, They normally go on a two week break. Mm -hmm. They're not coming back. Oh, but they sold me a gift card on Christmas Eve. They had to know they weren't coming back. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's uh, that's not right. That's Uh, that's lame. It's very lame. Then people, listen. If I go and complain on the Bradley Beach Facebook group, I'm going to get the old. Oh yeah, well at least you're not them. Their whole lives, you're gone. I get it, but you also scammed me. They did by selling me a because you don't know it wasn't a surprise. Two weeks later, that you went out of business, and it brings me to this idea of like there are certain air there are certain places and this or certain locations and this is one of them. Nothing works there, for what reason? I don't understand how this happens. I'm sure you see it in sure. either Metuchen or Edison. There are just certain places where certain restaurants, no matter what you put there, it doesn't work, and I don't understand. And how long had that
3: place been there?
2: I feel like it had been there two or three years. Mm-hmm. It was to the point Regina was sick of going there because I'd be like, uh, she'd be like, what are we going to do for dinner? Al Ponte's. Yeah, And she's like,
1: oh. Right.
2: I go, you know it's good food. You know we'll get a table. We don't have to wait. Parking lot. Parking lot. Thank you, Eddie. Parking lot. It was right by the headliner down Mm -hmm. there in Neptune. But for whatever reason, multiple restaurants have been in there, and they all fail. And you would
3: think that's a, a good spot. To be in because of the way the road is. And yeah, it it's,
2: is. A, it's an awkward. It is. It's a very busy section, intersections sort of situation where if you don't know where you're going, you can easily miss the driveway. It's like that circle thing. Yeah, it's there like in a before circle
3: you go over the uh, whatever. Is that the Navis? Uh, Not the Navis uh, Shark River, though. maybe?
2: Shark River. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like I don't understand how there are places like that that, that are locations. That just don't work, and it doesn't make sense.
3: Yeah, there's one by me. The uh, there was a, there was a very successful or, or the most successful place was the pan, Pantages Diner, but that closed, and it's been like since I've been living in that area, and it's right on, uh, as you come off like uh, the Turnpike or 440, because they all intersect there. It's on the right before you get to. Uh, Amboy Avenue off of Main Street, Woodbridge, and it's um, it's been like six different things, and it's currently closed.
2: Yeah. What's also interesting is that when you go to open a restaurant, you've got to know hmm, five straight things have failed here, mm-hmm. and yet you have confidence still to go. Sure. Mind spot's going to be the That's spot. That's right. I don't know what. Oh man, that is so risky. To go into a business like that.
3: It is, yeah. And uh, and so many of them just open and close, open and close.
2: Yeah, so like what happens to this, whoever owned this restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't a chain restaurant. So whoever owned this restaurant, renovated this place to make it look really nice. Mm-hmm. All the equipment that goes in there, they clearly have a lease, the lease that they owe on. Like what happens to that family? I, yeah, I don't know. But one thing I know
3: is that they, they got an extra $200 sure on the did. way out
2: the door. They sure did, Eddie. Scam city on mm-hmm. me on that one. Yeah, I just uh, wondered about that. There's There's a place, another place on Main Street in Bradley Beach, which before I lived there was a place called Nona's. It was an Italian restaurant. Similar situation. Really good food. And in a pinch, I always knew I could get a table in there. Like mm-hmm. it was never busy enough. Then it turned to a steakhouse. Same situation. And now it is a place that has a location in Metuchen called Hatch. Oh, yeah. Hatch, Hatch 44. Hatch
3: 22. Hatch
2: 22 or Hatch 44, whatever. Or, yeah, what's yeah up it's to, one of those. A
3: play on the Catch 22 situation.
2: Oh, okay. Hatch 22 then. That's now there. And it's busy. Like, to, It's tough to get in there. It's a breakfast and lunch breakfast place. Breakfast and lunch only, right. So I, I hope it succeeds. And it would real. It would throw off the system of everything in that location failing.
3: Although, but it's a different kind of place. If you know, breakfast, yeah. lunch, different situation than you know, Friday night, Saturday yeah. night situation.
2: Yeah, that just really like I I don't understand how that happens. And then yet, and then in this in the same way as I don't understand how a place fails based on that lo- on a location that doesn't seem like a terrible location. Mm-hmm. And then everyone thinking they could be the one. That is able to beat the 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 trouble, the right trouble spot.
3: Oh, like coaches who take chances on a player and they say,
2: I I can turn yeah. this guy around. I know he's uh yeah he's been kicked out of uh, five programs, but mm-hmm. I see the potential. Yeah, which brings me to an interesting email I got concerning restaurants that I would like to uh, share with you as well. Here, Eddie, already. Uh, this says a uh, question: With the high cost of going out to eat now. Would you prefer a restaurant with great food and service, but no ambiance, dead inside, not a lot of people eating, or decent to good food and good, decent to good service, but has some liveliness to it? Context. My wife and I went out to eat last night, no kid, we had a babysitter, and tried a new place. Food and service was excellent, but the place was dead inside. To be fair, we went on the earlier side, but we went after 5 p.m. But we were looking for a more upbeat night, seeing as we don't get out much without our 16-month-old child. We were hoping the bar in the restaurant would be busy after our dinner to have a drink, but even that was dead. So we ended up going home, put a bit of a damper on our night out, even though the food was really good. This comes from Ben. What are your thoughts on that one?
3: Uh, I would probably say... Unless I'm with, like, a large group of people, I would want a little bit of life. Myself. Me too. You know? A little bit. Uh, Not 100% of the time, but most of the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is tough. There's a pizza place in Belmar called uh, Pizza Heaven. And now I think they do a lot of takeout. I think they do a pretty good takeout Mm -hmm. business. But they have really good food there. Like not just the 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 stone fire pizza or coal fire pizza, whatever they call it. They have like vegetables that they'll put in that oven. You know, like they're they're, they're doing unique things. It's really good food, and it's dead in there. Mm. And again, it's a place like I'll go with Gina, but it is really dead in there. It's like it's it's almost like I'm just eating in my dining room, right? So that that. While I like to go there because I don't have to cook and I can get really good food, there is no ambiance to it. And has that been there a while? It's It, it was a previous pizza place called Doughboys, and it is now pizza heaven. Mm. I mean, I hope they're surviving and doing well based on their um, takeout, but it's a vast place. Like, it's a place like you could have a party in there and not be bothering other people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... it's. It's like multiple rooms. And it just, man. Either I hope their rent isn't crazy or... I don't know. But it has no ambiance to it. And yeah. I'm with you. I think I need a little
3: ambiance. I, I not a ton, but something.
2: Yeah. I brought this up to Jerry, too, about like... I don't understand how restaurants go under so much. And I know they do. Because... You know the, the the markup on the food is high. Mm-hmm. Your waiters, waitresses, and bartenders are getting three dollars an hour, and then we're tipping on top. We're tipping them. We're paying for them. So I don't know where all the expenses is coming in that these fail at an alarming rate.
3: Right, because there are many
2: restaurants,
3: even ones that eventually fail for whatever reason that but like. You guys talk about all the time that they're packed, you know, and right. then
2: people are going out still. People are still going out no matter what people say about the economy, mm-hmm. what they're saying about prices. Mm-hmm. It is still hard to get reservations at places. Mm-hmm. I'll look sometimes I'll use those like the open table app and I'll look it's be like, well, there's they have a table at four thirty or nine. I'm like, wow. So you're telling me that. You are booked solid all the way until nine. That's great. But then you'll hear about it going out of business.
3: Yeah. And, and the to the cost of going out to a, a nice place for four people is going to be $350. Yeah.
2: At least, right? If you yeah. get drinks. And that's the other thing. Like that place, this Al Ponte place I'm talking about, they had a liquor license, mm-hmm. which is not easy to get in new in new jersey so you figure every drink they're selling they're making a huge profit on mm-hmm. but then jerry brought up that time about you know what does it cost to get a place with a liquor license right mm-hmm. that's got to be a lot why can't we just anybody serve alcohol if it's legal yeah i i don't get it weird right
3: yeah like my favorite place in Metuchen, touch civile kuchina they don't have a liquor license now they have, but it's, you know, you bring your own um, and they have some sort of a, well, they used to, I don't think they do now currently. There's some sort of loophole where if you have a New Jersey winery, yeah, you can sell their wine.
2: But only, I think you can only pick one winery.
3: Yes, correct. That's right. And you can have like a, two reds and a, yeah. two whites or something like that. Yeah. I've
2: seen a, more recently more restaurants having that.
3: Yeah. And the New Jersey wineries have improved, certainly over the last 20 years, but
2: it's hit and miss. Now, would you be more likely to bring your own bottle in that situation? I always bring my own. You always do? Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the quality of the wine?
3: Correct, because really, you don't know what you're getting.
2: Yeah, that's true. And it's not like I'm researching, you know, wineries. The BYO places are the best because, I mean, you just chop that bill. Oh, yeah and uh that
3: place that i i like that i mentioned they no corkage fee which is nice
2: oh yeah corkage or op- opening fee correct which what do is- they when those when restaurants do charge that what are they
3: charging i could be like 10 bucks or something really? like that yeah it's it's a, that's another
2: to get you two glasses and uh yeah
3: it's another scam
2: i wonder if it's better for a restaurant like if you're opening a new restaurant is it better to have a liquor license or not like is it better to put have to put all that money up out up front for a liquor license but be able to make that profit or is it better to just make the profit on the food
3: i think liquor license because yeah. it, it brings people in and it will bring people back some people don't you know like the idea of having to remember to bring their own stuff yeah. and also you're you know then how what am i bringing am i, am I bringing wine am i bringing beer am i bringing both Because I'm going out with friends, one likes wine, one likes beer, or one wants a mixed drink. Yeah, I think it's better to have it. And then people are more likely to come back if that's high on their list of things, like to have a drink with dinner, which for many people it is.
2: Yeah, I always feel awkward bringing beer into a place like that.
3: Oh yeah, I I've, I've seen people bring six packs in yeah. a little in a little cooler even. Yeah, that's what I end up doing uh-huh. like with a
2: cooler, but mm-hmm. it feels weird like when you bring a bottle of wine, you either can walk that in mm-hmm. or they have those nice wine holders.
3: You're for the whites to to uh white wine cuz that's usually chilled. Oh, okay. Red wine is not.
2: But I mean they even have like for red wine they have like the leather sure. the yeah, leather yeah. cases mm-hmm. that look classy. That I I've looked for like something that would look classy for beers. Well, like for me, if I'm if me and Gina are just going, she doesn't drink beer. I'm gonna bring two bottles of beer. Mm-hmm. That feels weird. Like I, I I end up putting it in like a little uh, a little cooler, but feels like I feel childish. Yeah, walking into a restaurant with a cooler.
3: Exactly, and a lot of people don't want to be bothered. Yeah, with that. So I would say definitely better to have a liquor license.
2: Plus, I don't think I think at a BYO place. Now, some places may let you do it. I don't think they're supposed to let you do it. I don't think you're allowed to walk in there with a bottle of vodka and a mixer.
3: Uh, the, the, yeah, I'm not sure of the laws, but I've you've seen, seen
2: be- it, uh huh, hundred <laughs> percent. Just wheel in a, a little mini bar, right? Here I am with my bottle of vodka. And, and Who my needs keg. drinks? Yeah, right. Could I roll a keg in? Right. <laughs>
3: hmm. Yeah, I think liquor license for sure is yeah. is, a, is a big is a big help to any. New restaurant.
2: You're right. Plus, it gets people to be able to go and sit at a bar. Correct. You're definitely not bringing mixture, Right.
3: Also, like, oh, you know, it's about a 20-minute, wait, why don't you sit at the bar?
2: That helps. Right. Sit at the bar. I saw somebody on Twitter or one of these social medias that said they miss, remember when you would go to a restaurant and it's a place that doesn't take reservations, so you you get there, you put your name Mm -hmm. in, and nowadays they will text you. When your table's ready, right? But the thing they used to give you the the thing that would light up and vibrate, right? Yeah, the excitement of that Uh when you would when your thing would light up, yeah. Yeah. And you feel like, did it move? I think it's you know it's in your back pocket. Did it move?
3: Yeah, Cheesecake Factory used to do that.
2: Yeah, now they just text you. It's not as fun.
3: Yeah, and by the way, Cheesecake Factory during peak times still packed. Insanity, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those places. And there's that place, Jose Tejas. Yes, still
2: packed in Woodbridge.
3: If you, yeah, yeah, on uh, Route uh, Route One, Route One before nine, right before nine uh, uh, joins it, right by the Woodbridge Mall. And it's like if you go at certain times, it's like insane, insane. And and
2: it was like that in when I was living in Woodbridge in like 2003. Mm
3: -hmm. You
2: couldn't get in there. Mm -hmm. It's still like that. Oh yeah.
3: And it's great. It's great food. Yeah, great. Like it's the best Mexican food that I, I'm aware of around. Yeah, you love it, and I Good stuff. we go there. You know, four times a year or so at least. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And they're, they're fast. Uh, no dessert on the menu. They want to get you out because they they know they're going to fill that table right, right back up. So there's no desserts on the menu, and the f- the food. You know, it's a Mexican food, so it comes out fast. Nothing too elaborate. And, uh, yeah, and inexpensive and right. liquor license.
2: Right. That's why they're they're moving you out quickly, but it's not going to cost you a lot.
3: No, it's not. Yeah, you can get out of there with a drink for two people, 50 bucks. That's not bad.
2: Fantastic. That's not bad. Right. They give you the chips and salsa. Yes. So you're not appetizing anything. Correct. A couple bottles of you. You go there around like, I remember that place used to be crazy around like happy hour times. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because people would be slamming double yeah, drinks. The, the
3: first few times, like when we discovered it, because I didn't know what it was for the longest time. So I was like, you know, it's only been maybe like 10 years that I've been going there. But, uh, and then the first couple of times it was like I tried to go at normal times, forget about it. But with our schedule, it kind of works out that yeah, we can go eat dinner there at 4 o'clock, it's okay. Right. Or 3.30 or
2: whatever. Perfect. I love it. That Mm -hmm. is one great thing about this schedule. Yes, man, you get in there. If you could be in a restaurant by five o'clock on a Friday or Saturday, Mm -hmm. oh, it's
3: glorious, right? But like during the during the week, like a lot of places aren't open until five. Yeah,
2: I know. I do love when I'm sitting there and like, if you sit down, you get to like on a Friday. If you get to a restaurant at five o'clock, and then at like five fifteen, while you're waiting for you, you're looking around going. It's Not doing so great, <laughs> you know, it's 5.15, 15, right? Roll right? exactly. up here at seven o'clock. What do you think is the biggest peak time for a Saturday night dinner at a place? I'm gonna say seven o'clock. Yeah, some of these people go like making nine o'clock reservations, you gotta be crazy
3: because there's, there's a new uh Mexican restaurant in um called Mexamoto in Metuchen. just opened about whatever after. Uh, right before the right before the holiday. Because Doug Wells very kindly gave us a gift card there. And I went online to try to make reservations. I had to go three weeks out to get a 530 on a Friday. What? Yeah. Yeah. On whatever. It's either Resi or Open Table. Yeah. I forget which one it, it was. But I had to go three weeks out. Both times I went to make. Because we made one for, I think, February 2nd. But then something came up and I had to cancel oh, yeah, a it. Oh, I had to switch And, and then I had to go, we're going Friday, the whatever, first of March or second of March, whatever that Friday is.
2: Crazy. Gina's theory is that restaurants only have a certain number of tables that they put on open table or resi. Mm -hmm. And that if I tell her, nope, they have nothing available. She's like, call them. Yeah. I never do, but I don't know if that's a true theory. I would believe that. I would believe that. Because you got to think Open Table's got to be getting something for booking Correct. that reservation. They, had, they get a cut. Probably probably put my boy's Al Ponte out of business.
3: Mm-hmm. And I, my our local pizzeria, like one time we were driving back and we ordered through one of those. Because he doesn't have like his own, but it sits on something. You know those, yeah. how that works. And when we came in, he was surprised it was us. And he was like, oh yeah, we used the... The thing, and he's like, "Oh, don't do that, because <laughs> they it hurts them. Yeah, they get like, you know, the the place takes such a huge cut; it's terrible for them.
2: Yeah, like the DoorDash mm-hmm. type of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: So for for the local places, I always just go.
2: Jerry uses something called Slice, which is just for pizza places, mm-hmm. and he says that the uh, that the pizza place says it doesn't like it's a much smaller cut because they just deal with pizza places. Yeah." But yeah, I don't know why that became inconvenient to call a restaurant. Yeah,
3: like I, if, yeah, for me, I do not mind picking up yeah. the phone and calling.
2: Yeah, I don't know why.
3: Yeah, I I don't I make mind a big it deal. All.
2: It. it isn't anything.
3: All right, but for you, you you don't like you don't go to any place where you can't book online.
2: Well, what happens is I tend to forget about them mm-hmm. because I I look on those apps to see what's busy and what's not busy. So if you're not on the app. I have to remember. Oh, there's that place, but they're not on the app. Mm-hmm. So that's tough too for the restaurants, right? Do you want to be on the ma- on the app and be discoverable to people, right? But then they they whack you. They do. What they should do is they if you come in with the app and that's how you found the place and book the place, when the person meets you at the front and you say, "Oh, reservations under did," they should go oh, next time. Give this number a call. Yeah, just well, call us. Well. Fit you in wherever you want to come in. Right. Some bullcrap.
3: And I wonder how long you're locked into those places. Like, is it a contract where you're locked into Resi for a year?
2: We need answers. Someone uh, Mm -hmm. send me a message on Twitter. Yeah. I'd like to know that. All right, let's do the warm-up show. Sure thing. I did that with Mr. Peter Schwartz today. You did. Now, the rest of this week is interesting. We've got uh, Jerry and Gio tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Jerry and Geo Wednesday. Geo and a special guest Thursday. Geo and Jerry Friday.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think I'll be doing tomorrow's post game and Thursdays. Even though Jerry is here tomorrow, oh, okay. he's got to leave do something.
2: Oh, oh, right, okay. So and CeeLo in for Jerry all week. So you know if you
3: if you hate when Eddie fills in on the podcast, I'm sorry.
2: It's gonna be a bad week for you people. It is. But uh, yeah, let us know about uh, Eddie and I are ignorant in the. Uh, Restaurant business. Mm -hmm. We asked some questions here today. We did. If you have some answers, we'll follow up tomorrow. Because we had no answers. We have no answers. And until then. See you. So.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: baseline underneath bank shot no ewing slams in the photo and the knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining when this happened you talked about it on the fan the buzzer sounds and the new york knickerbockers are going back to the nba finals when new york sports happens talk about it here the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey
0: app <laughs> and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long,
2: and most days it doesn't suck. Well, good morning to you out there. Hi, my name is Al. Nice to meet you. Uh, today I've got uh, Mr. Peter Schwartz with me. As Jerry Recco was in Minnesota last night for Rutgers, Minnesota, which is just wonderful this time of year. If you could, <laughs> I know people sometimes take vacations in February. If you could get out to Minnesota, Minnesota, just,
1: dead of winter, right? It's just beautiful
2: out there. Yeah. Well, the type good morning, of, Al. Good morning. The type of place where you gotta, you know, like in places like Minnesota, people warm their car batteries. At home, like that, when their car is parked at home, mm-hmm. this has a battery warmer on it, or your car won't start. Like, this is where, and people live there. That's weird. Why do we settle?
1: Why would we settle in a place where it's so cold? I'm sure the people there are nice. I'm oh, sure it's a wonderful. nice, I've never been to Minnesota, but I'm sure it's a really, you know, nice city. Tremendous
2: musicians I have state. come out of Minnesota. Yeah. Bob Dylan, Prince. Yes. The Replacements. Just tremendous uh, musicians. But you just wouldn't want to live there. I don't want to live there. I don't know how we lived there. Like, now we've got, you know, great inventions over the years, heaters, these Mm -hmm. sort of things. Back when, like, there was barely people living in this country, why would you have stayed in Minnesota, Michigan, even here? (laughs)
0: Let's
2: keep going south. I guess I didn't know, like, heading south, south. Things get warmer. I would that.
1: rather be in a cold weather city and try and keep myself warm than go to a hot weather city and try and keep myself cool. I think that's Eddie's theory as well. Yes. I've I, i I've said this before and people think I'm crazy. Yeah. Write it down. I will never move to Florida. Is that right? Never. Right, it's just too hot this, there all year round. It is warm there. It's warm. They're Not all year round. Great place to visit. Yeah. I got family down there and friends down there. Will always go down to visit. I will never live in Florida. Yeah, it is warm.
2: Uh, today is also President's Day. Peter. It is. Who's your favorite president?
1: Oh God, if you had yeah. To pick that's, a, one. that's a loaded question. Not because, really. No, because then, then the the Twitter folks will start saying, "Oh, you know, they'll bring politics into it." Well, it is politics. It's president. It's yeah. like the ultimate. i well, not a huge. I'm not a huge political person, yeah. but if you're asking me to pick,
2: yeah, like a guy who you were like that was a. Uh... I enjoyed his presidency. You may not, let's say, even now, maybe you might think he's crazy now, but when he was president, you were like, I enjoyed his presidency. Bill Clinton. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I would I would go Bill Clinton as well. Definitely, I enjoyed his definitely presidency. Definitely was
1: drama. Definitely was comedy. Yeah. He was a young guy at the time. Yeah. And and I remember during that election when he got elected, I mean, he made the rounds on all the late night talk shows. Right. It was you know, he on Arsenio playing the sax? Playing saxophone. Yeah. He did a Carson, I remember, yeah. back then. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I go Bill Clinton. Yeah, it was definitely. And I like the, um, the uh, I forgot, what was it on, was on Lifetime or something? They just recently had a whole uh, series documentary, um, or mini-series, excuse me, mini-series. on the whole Bill Clinton thing.
2: Oh, yeah, I did see that yeah. on A&E years ago. It was ago, A&E. A couple, was couple years ago. Eddie, how about you? Favorite presidency during their presidential uh, time? So-
3: does it have to be in my lifetime?
2: Yeah. It had to be somebody who used it, you experienced their presidency. So you can't be like John Adams or whoever because you don't, you don't know how he did.
3: I might have to go Clinton also. Yeah. yeah.
2: Man, we were living it up in the Clinton administration. Good times. It really was good times. <laughs> I feel like George Bush after 9-11, I felt like he was,
1: that was very presidential. Yeah.
2: He
0: had
1: a George presence Bush. there. Had a presence. Yeah. Came down to the ground zero. Yeah.
2: I kind of remember Ronald Reagan, but that's more... Uh, I was I was really in like third and fourth, fifth yeah. grade, somewhere in there. So I could pretend I remembered Ronald Reagan. I remember Ronald Reagan sh- got shot, and he just kept rolling being the president.
1: Oh, he that wanted to go after cool. the guy. Remember, you always see that video? Of him Yeah. Like, oh, my... What did you do he to You just me? shot me. Yeah. Come
2: at me. Hinkley, John Hinkley Jr., mm-hmm. trying to impress the actress, Jodie Foster. Uh-huh. Turns out women are not impressed when you try to shoot the
1: president. No. No.
2: Well... He learned his lesson. Hopefully, all right. So we're gonna go Clinton. And uh, would well, you remember who the first president you voted for? The
1: first president yeah. I voted for.
2: Yeah, like where you were like, I'm,
1: a, I'm a 18 years old. I'm a vote. So let's see. Uh, I'm gonna born go pull. In, a, born in 67. So go pull then, a leader uh, for somebody, 87.
2: Uh, I gotta tell you, I have some embarrassing um, votes in my presidential yeah. history. I'd be like, I voted for Michael Dukakis, just a heads up. Just a shout out. <laughs> yeah, good eyebrows.
1: I guess. I don't even know who he was <laughs> running up against. really thick eyebrows? Yeah, thick eyebrows. I don't even remember who the first president I voted for was. I can't, I can't even... You can't even remember? I'd have to go back and look.
2: Are you somebody... Do you vote political lines? Do you to vote depending on the person? Sometimes
1: you go Democrat, I, I sometimes... Don't, I have not, I am not tied to one political yeah, line. Yeah, I like, you know, I'll... When the big elections come up, I will do my due diligence. I'll watch some of the political shows yeah. and try and form my own opinion. Um, it's funny though when I go to the poll and you see all the other like you vote for the president. And obviously, you you put your homework in there to yeah. come up with a decision, right? <laughs> yes. But then you have all the other ones like the you know, and I and I. I go through and I, I try to remember, what sign did I see in my yeah. neighborhood? You know, like, oh, that looks like a pretty cool name. I'll just check off the box on that one. My theory always used to be if I'm voting for the president
2: and and this year I'm voting for a Republican president, I'll vote Republican across the board
1: thinking, yeah. well, they'll work better together. Yeah. Even
2: though I'm sure that has nothing to do with it. Sometimes sometimes I'll that's vo- my theory. Yeah,
1: sometimes I'll vote for someone who I've met, like maybe I've met. A politician at like a sporting event or See, something like that. See, and this is why they go and do meet and greets for yeah, people you know, like you, Peter. Sometimes, you know, um, yeah, I, I I, don't usually, I don't follow a party. I'm yeah. not independent. You okay. Know, for my own opinion. Yeah, I think I'm registered independent as well. Yeah.
2: But uh, I used to also have a theory that you should vote for whoever was the new guy. You know what I mean? It's like this other Never guy. Never vote a, for the incumbent? Yeah. This other guy had four years already, but then I went against that guy. I voted for Obama twice. Yes, you know what I mean, I back to back. But I also voted for Trump twice. This is why I change it up, Peter. I'm Democrat. <laughs> I'm Republican. I'll change it up on this President's Day, right in your face, <laughs> Peter. I've got some hockey questions for you. you You're do. a hockey guy. I am. I'm really thrown yeah. off by this. First of all, this is what the headline I see, and then I watched the video. Fired up Rangers rookie Matt Rempe. Is it Rempe or Remp? I think it's Remp. All right. Fired up Rangers rookie. Although on my show sheet, I wrote "Cookie" instead of rookie. Cookie. Fired up Rangers rookie. Matt. You got me hungry now. Fights Matt Martin on first NHL shift
1: at Stadium Series. Right after the Rangers scored the first goal of the game.
2: Okay. Then they go. Oh, and I even see. For some reason, I'm seeing all Brian Monzo tweets today because I guess he's a hockey guy. And when I go to yeah, they go. Oh, he kicked Matt Martin's ass.
1: I looked at. They barely. They were just. Uh, they were swinging. I didn't see anyone connect yeah, on anyone. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was. It was a fight in front of eighty thousand people, so there was going to be some excitement, and people were yelling and screaming. But I, I just, I, I didn't think it was that great of a fight. Me I mean, you know, it's they tied each other up a little bit. Right. They, they try to throw some haymakers, but I 50, 50 And then at
2: know? one point, they just go, "That's enough." We stop. They, That's enough. Like, Matt Martin looked. At, he gave him a look like,
1: "Eh, we're good." Yeah. Sometimes you know the, the linesman. I've never quite understood, and I've watched hockey for a long time. I've never quite understood why sometimes they will get in there right away and break it up, and sometimes right. they'll let them dance for a while. This was a dance. This was like a, a dance for a little bit, and then you know maybe if they had let it go a few more seconds, we might have had some more action. Yeah, but for some, you know, the linesmen just have this way about them where they know exactly when to jump in and, and stop it. Yeah, hockey's so weird that way. Like they
2: have fights. Sometimes people break it up. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're throwing haymakers. Sometimes they're not. They just – that was just – I would love to know the communication between Matt Martin and this rookie where they both had the look of, we've done this enough. We're never really going to punch each other in the face. (laughs) Let's just shut it down right here.
1: I just wonder how it – I'd love to know the genesis of it. Because obviously the guy is making his NHL debut – and Matt Martin's been in the league forever. So he's and probably been trying to make a fights. splash. And so the Rangers just scored. It's an emotional, it's a minute and a half into the game, and the place is going nuts. And how does that, how do they just look at each other and say, oh, let's go? Right, you Does know? he get like, to the line and go, did, did, did they meet maybe in the bowels of MetLife Stadium and say, it'd be pretty cool if we had a fight today, you know? What if I took a swing at you? Yeah. One of those things. Yeah, it was weird. And obviously, the you know, the Rangers called him up from Hartford for a reason. Maybe they, feel, they felt they wanted a little extra oomph. Was he a, a street tough? I, I believe he's a physical Is that player. right? And he went after an older player. Matt yeah. Martin's
2: been in the league a long time.
1: Yeah. Come at me, man. I'm a man. I'm 40. Did you uh, did you by any chance catch when Matt Martin I, – I only know this because my wife sent me the video because I was at the game with my kids. But apparently he was interviewed, I think it was after the first period or the second period, and the uh, ringside reporter said – Oh, your father-in-law, Boomer Esiason, has played in this kind of atmosphere before. How did, how did, how did, how did you like it? I thought that was pretty cool that Boomer got thrown yeah. into the broadcast.
2: A Boomer reference because yeah. they're playing
1: in the stadium. Yeah.
2: Which brings me to uh, a tweet by Mr. Howie Rose, which I would like to address, Peter. Mm-hmm. Howie Rose, you know, he's uh, the great Mets play-by-play Sure,
1: familiar with his work. All right, uh, and
2: also did stuff with the Islanders. He all those sure years. did for
1: a long time. All
2: right, this was a Howie Rose tweet about the stadium series. Yeah. I remember when cynics said that the only people in the New York area who cared about hockey were the 18,000 Ranger fans who sold out Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Then along came the Islanders and the Devils. And this weekend, 140,000 folks will jam MetLife Stadium to brave the cold and watch two NHL games. Rewrite. He wants you to rewrite uh, what we say about yeah. the hockey. Well, it's actually...
1: Hi, I'm Howie Rose. Oh, hi, Howie. How are you? <laughs> Good to see you. It was actually um, closer to uh, 150,000 okay. because it was almost 80 yesterday that. and 70 on Saturday night. Yeah, you know, I, and I understand where Howie Rose is coming from. As a as a, as a hockey fan, you know, yeah. so a lot of times you feel the disrespect from people who don't like hockey or don't get hockey. I remember covering a Devils playoff game. Uh, I, I want to say... Al, this is like 91, 92. And uh, did you ever go to a Devil's Pl- uh, Game and sit up in that halo? The, I the, the upper press box. So, you know, so people that have covered games in the Meadowlands will know that the, the press box, if you were uh, a, a writer, you were downstairs near the ice, but a lot of us were upstairs in the halo. And I remember sitting down right before a game, and this guy coming in last second worked for another radio station in New York than the one I was working for at the time. Comes in, plops his stuff down. He got there about five minutes before the game, and he's like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here. I'm like, Mm, well, what's the problem? Very angry. Because it's a sold-out Stanley Cup playoff game, Devils and Penguins. And the guy goes, the only people who care about this game are the people that are in this building. There's no reason to cover this game other than giving the score on the radio. I said, you see it? Then go home because there's a million people that would like to be in your seat right now. Go home. And I've always felt that disrespect. I, I think there's more than the nineteen thousand. I've, I've always felt that way. I mean, all three teams have very loyal fan bases. And granted, I and I saw your response to Howie. Yes, if they That's right. if each team played in a fifty thousand seat stadium, every single home game they would never sell it out. I, I and my I get, point was this is a special event. It was a special That's event. That's why it but, sold I think, out. but I think Howie's emotions are, as a hockey fan was like. I I looked around there, like, I had, like, that pinch-me moment there yesterday before the game, sitting there, like, I'm looking around, and and there's 80,000 freaking people at a hockey game in a football stadium. And the night before, watching it on TV, there were 70,000 people at the Devil's Flyers game. I'm like, this is really cool. I mean, this shows, like, again, not that the game would always draw 80,000 people, but I think it just shows that I think more people care about the sport in this market then a lot of people give it credit. I think that's where Howie was coming. There's no, yeah, you know, if the Islanders were playing the Minnesota Wild at MetLife Stadium on a Tuesday night, you'd have what you would have at UBS Arena. I, that's, it, that is what it is. But I just think it was just so cool to see that over the weekend. Just it was cool ten years ago to be at Yankee Stadium and six years ago to be at City Field to see this. It was just electric, and it's. I think it was just so good for the sport in general to have these games and so cool for hockey in the area that you had the three local teams and the closest one to that in Philadelphia involved in this this weekend. I just thought it was awesome.
2: No, it is cool because it's a cool event. Much like WrestleMania is yeah. an event. But if we talked about wrestling on FAN
1: for an hour straight, right. things would not go well. Right. If you put if you put Monday night Raw In Lincoln, like WrestleMania is going to be in Lincoln Financial Field over two nights, and they'll sell it out both nights. But if you put Raw in Lincoln Financial Field every single Monday, you're not going to get seventy thousand people. Right? So yeah, I get what you're saying there. I'm just thinking for I think Howie was just tweeting in the moment of seeing how cool of a spectacle it was, and you know my kids were were pissed yesterday walking out because the Islanders blew it. But they just the, the agree, agreement on the car was, that was just an awesome thing to be at over the weekend. Well, it's just like, you know how,
2: uh, like if somebody who, people who are watching uh, the, the divisional round of the playoff, you mm-hmm. might get, what, like 40 million people, 50 mm-hmm. million people. Right. And then 130 million people watch the Super Bowl. It's very similar. It's like all the 150,000 people over these games at the MetLife Stadium probably – Half of them have are like me would have no idea what the blue lines mean with the red. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't know the game. They no, know see, th- no, they I, know I'm skating and I need to score, uh, but they don't know why, what line changes are, wh- wh- any
1: of that. No, stuff. I think I would disrespectfully disrespectfully uh, disagree with you on that because I think if you were at MetLife Stadium over the weekend, I would probably say at least ninety-five percent and maybe more of those are your hardcore hockey fans. Like I'll I'll use my wife as an example. My wife Cheryl will will always you know go with me and the boys to a game at UBS Arena. She's not the biggest hockey fan in the world, but she'll she'll go to games. She knew yesterday, like that was not like she's not a huge hockey fan, so she didn't go yesterday. And I think that was the case for the hundred and fifty thousand people. Like you had to be a really strong hockey fan to want to go and sit out in the cold either Saturday night or yesterday. Like like <laughs> like I would never miss this for the world. I would not, like th- yeah th- th- to have done it like 3 or 4 times now. Like you have to be a true hockey fan. Like I don't think the average, you know, uh, you know, common casual hockey fan would have much of an interest in sitting out in thirty degree weather to see a hockey game. Yes. I just don't think it would happen. Yeah, I, I do because I think people love to I think their... if you sat in a suite, yeah, maybe if you are oh, all free food and you're in a suite and everything like that and I don't have to freeze. But those were hockey fans mm. Al that were there over the weekend. I, absolute I think absolute hockey fans. They were people
2: that there there are certain events like uh I'm convinced my girlfriend wanted to go to the Super Bowl just to take photos for social media. I mean, I am convinced of that because it was an event.
1: <laughs> just like the stadium series was an event. I will tell you a funny story. So 2003 World Series, um, and I was covering for another radio station. But I was able to get tickets for the Yankee home games. And my wife wanted to go. uh uh, we weren't we weren't married yet, but she wanted to go to a World Series game. And I would joke with her because she's a Mets fan. Oh, I'll, you go see a Yankee World Series game because you'll never see a Mets World Series game again. And that caused a little bit of an issue, but we got through it. But So she went to the game with my friend and his wife. My friend's wife wouldn't know a hockey puck if it hit her between her two eyes and wouldn't know a baseball, whatever. But she wanted to go to a World Series game because right. she felt like it was a thing it's to an event. do. She showed up in her like fur coat and she was all made up and everything like that. And my wife texts me, uh, well, at, and not wife at the time, but Cheryl texts me in, in, in the press box. She just fell asleep. This, who I love tremendously, this person, my friend's wife, fell asleep at the World yeah. Series because it's boring. So why would you waste a ticket on
2: that? Because she she because it's an event to people. That's the thing. And people love to be seen at events and go to events and I'm going to the hockey game. There's a But again, if there were hockey games at the MetLife next weekend, all of a sudden it's not interesting anymore.
1: Yeah. But for the once every few years it's going to happen. I guess. The thing is
2: like in order for and people will say, "Well, why isn't hockey then talked about as much on WFAN?" Because it really for things to be talked about on the radio station as topics, the masses have to watch it on television,
1: mm-hmm. right? They just they have to. For whatever reason it doesn't it doesn't equate it, to being a good TV sport, right? Unfortunately, and, and but every time the NHL TV rights are up, networks bid for it and they bid not again not the amount of money that an NFL contract or a baseball or even the basketball. I don't even know what the basketball contract with the NBA gets from the from Turner and and ESPN, but. Every time the hockey rights are up, you know the networks do go after it so it's not like they say well nobody watches hockey on TV we're not going to bid so you know the like ESPN doesn't banish their games to ESPN plus some of them are exclusive to it but like they don't they, they put the games on they put the games on ABC when they when they need to and and Turner has you know they put a lot of effort into those games. I don't know why more people don't like it. It's my favorite sport to watch. You know what it is? I think, like, with baseball, you can claim to be a baseball fan. you
2: can, Without watching games, you could know what's going on about with your Yankees or your Mets. Mm-hmm. Without even watching the games. You watch a couple highlights. You read one or two stories. Yeah. And you know what happens in the game. I don't think hockey is that way.
1: I think if you're a hockey fan, you have to search for your coverage. Yeah. And whether it's on... Social media or it's podcasts. It was a cool thing yesterday. I, I just a few months ago I started doing an Islanders podcast, Eat or Chili so, podcast, Double Chili, Double Double chili. chili, relative to an Islander Ranger game in nineteen seventy nine. And I actually had somebody at the game yesterday come over to me and recognize me, not just from Fan, but said I, I listened to your podcast. How about that, so, Peter? But, but that's but it, but it goes for the Rangers too. The Rangers have a bunch of podcasts, you know, fans and reporters do. So that, when you're in I hate calling hockey a niche sport. Yeah. Because like I know like lacrosse and soccer, a lot of That's people super niche a lot of people consume their stuff on, on social media. Yeah. But I think hockey also now, even though it's one of the four major sports, I still think a lot of fans have to find alternative ways to, to get their fix. Well, you're in the era of that, so good news for all
0: of you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
2: All right, let's go, Peter Schwartz. What's this Billy Joel song? Oh, man, this is embarrassing. And the yeah, t- your mic on. This is Zanzibar. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know if you knew. I played a, uh, a Billy Joel's uh, greatest hits sort of situation on my ride to my parents yesterday. Uh-huh. Because I'm really,
1: I got to say. I love the new Billy Joel song. I love it. It's a great song. He did a wonderful job with that. I actually the day the morning it debuted, yeah. I don't know if I should admit this because I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna hear about it. I actually was crying. Oh boy. when I heard the song that morning. Is that right? Yeah. Tears. came My wife to your thought eyes. I was a moron but, upon you know. your
2: first listen. Are you like I like first that? First no, again? I was,
1: no, no. I, I was I was driving my my younger son to school. Uh, 'Cause he had to go in early, so I had to we listened together in the car. Oh, father-son and, son moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he loves it too. Both my kids, Every we all love it, but I just like I maybe it was just waiting 30 years for a new song that that did it for me, and it was so awesome and it was so cool, and it, it was it was so Billy Joelish. And I it, and I were I was worried about it. as a fan. I didn't want him to embarrass himself. Correct. Like you don't want Michael Jordan coming back and you, know, you used to see him scoring 40 points, and he scores 10. Like, I, d- I didn't want Billy Joel's new song to suck, and it didn't suck at all. In fact, I it was awesome.
2: Uh, yeah, here's the – and he great move, by the way, what he did. Put out one song. He didn't put out an album because then we look at it and go, oh, that's kind of, that song kind of stinks. But when you put out one
1: song, like, that's really good. It was, it was awesome. Actually, and we were talking about his interview with Howard yes. off the air, and Howard asked him in that, in that interview uh, now that you got the one could there be an album and he didn't yeah. he didn't say no to it he didn't say he didn't he didn't rule it out uh, yeah i agree with you like the one song was great and he played it on the grammys too and he just played it for the first time at the garden i guess it was last week or the week before I, it just it was a really really touching really well written song but here's uh, something that threw me off
2: a little bit about it and i didn't know this until i watched the howard stern clip and then i did some investigation there's all four or five guys with writing credits on that song,
1: yeah. where all the other Billy Joel songs yeah. is just Billy Joel. Well, that, it was that... Um, Max Wexler or something. Uh, no, I, uh, Wexler's the last name. I don't think his yeah. first name was Max, but um, I know who you're talking about. But yes. Young but guy. He was the young man uh, who threw, I guess, his doctor, knew Billy Joel's doctor, yes. and they had a meeting, and it really took him a while to convince him to, to do another song. And I think Billy had um, some... Part of that music already written, in, and then they collaborated to finish it off. Yes. So, yeah. Look, t- t- it's a Billy Joel song. Like, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just, well, yeah, it's really I am ad- understand he got a couple. Yeah, some some help from some, some some friends. But I just thought it was a brilliant, brilliant song.
2: Mm-hmm. Let me see uh, if I could see who uh, lyrics uh, songwriters: Arthur, Left Bacon, right, Billy Joel, Freddie Wexler, Freddie Wexler, Wayne
1: Hector four people wrote this? Yeah. Well, come on. Did how, how much did they write? How much of it did Billy write? Like, you know, I don't know if you'll ever have the answer to that. Here's what I know. Enough that like this
2: was I actually was able to ask this question of Max Weinberg at a uh, some sort of Max Weinberg q and I mm-hmm. went to a number of years ago.
1: Max Weinberg was at the Devils Flyers game Saturday. Night. Is that right? Yes. Uh East Street Band drummer.
2: And I mm-hmm. said to Mr. Max Weinberg, I said I noticed some um, uh, Bruce Springsteen has is the only person uh credited with writing all of these songs. I said, but in the studio, let's say you come up with the drum beat that really Is the hook of the song Mm -hmm. should that should you not have a credit on that? Yeah, he said no, 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 no. Uh, We are there to to interpret what Bruce Springsteen tells us to do, and that uh, he does not deserve a writing credit for a song, even if like you know, Born in USA, the bang (laughs) ding, like let's say Max Weinberg's the one who came up with that in the
1: studio, right? He should get a credit for that. That that song is
3: that song is only one chord, by the way. Over (laughs) Born in USA,
2: incorrect. It's multiple. It's
1: like it's at least two or three chords. It's not a lyric, though. If you if you're just a drum I know, but it's not but a it's lyric. A, it's not a
2: lyric, but it's music, and you get credit for writing music. Correct. Born uh, in USA chords. Let me tell you there, uh, the Mister Eddie Scuzzeri. It is uh, B and E, so it is two chords. It's uh, one line, then the other line, then goes back to the B chord, then back to the E chord, then back to the E chord. So the, the, the well
3: how it starts is what. I don't know chords. It is
2: a, uh, a, a B chord to begin.
3: And then what is the other one? Could you... Well, so
2: Born Down in the Dead Man's Town, first kick I took was when I hit the ground, B chord. Then it goes into E. End up like a dog that's been beat too much. Then Born in USA begins with the B. Then I was born in USA, E chord. A little musical um,
1: education. Sport. Education. I really music not on any
2: either. Be honest
1: with you. Well, Billy, you know, Billy has talked also about how like when they've gone in the studio and he writes the music, he always wrote the music to the song first yes. and then write, wrote the lyrics. He came in, there was a couple songs he's talked about where like Liberty DeVito would tell him, oh, no, it sounds too much like this person. Yes. You need to change like the way it sounds. So am I interpreting what you're saying correctly that Liberty DeVito then should have Correct. gotten credit on that on yes. for writing that song? I believe so. Because you you helped with the music of the song,
2: even though... I just never... Understood. Like, Bruce Springsteen doesn't play the saxophone. So you're telling me that all those great Clarence Clemens saxophone solos, Bruce just said to him, go... But no way. Give them credit. Uh, That's
1: what I say. If the, To me, a songwriter, he writes the lyrics to the song. But a song the music, is not just... It, the, the song but don't the is... Grammys have separate no, you... awards for, for, for music no. and for song. And it's
2: for... like all the great Stone songs, Jagger Richards, right? Jagger Richards. One of them is right in the lyrics. One of them is right in the music. That's just the way it goes. And you get people like Sting that try to take all the credit for the great Police songs, even though the great Stuart Copeland and Andy summer were, were, were parts of the uh
1: development of those songs to become the hits that we know them of So if you're saying so four guys, Billy Joel, yeah. Wexler and the other two guys wrote this song, yeah, you could also mean that maybe they didn't write any of the actual lyrics, but they told him, oh maybe you should sing that part of the song this way and they should get credit for or maybe they wrote all the lyrics and Billy Joel just had that p- little piano uh, music. I don't we don't know this is the problem. we
2: don't Peter. know. We don't know. By the way, if I may get back to sports for a moment, Peter, <laughs> is was this the most embarrassing W? Oh, I'm sorry, NBA All Star game we've ever had. A I didn't see scored, one second of it. Well, I don't think you I need can, to. The, you're the, right, the, I can the, see by the score. The score was 211 to 186. What do we do, Peter? What do we do? Not a lick of defense. Uh, Not yes. a lick of defense. Isn't anyone? I, isn't anyone in the NBA known for their defense?
1: Yeah, but in the so All Star game, show up it's and smack some people down. They don't do any defense at all. In now, I, why I probably should know this. Do they? Did they still do that target score in the fourth quarter last night? I know it was back to East versus West. I don't know. They usually have had the the like the team LeBron against team whoever, but usually they get to the fourth quarter and they 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 figure out a, a target score. I don't know if they did that. I didn't see it at any of the game last night. You tell me but, Bill Lambeer, a defensive guy wouldn't have been knocking down some punks oh, I mean, in this back day and then, age, yeah. But I don't know. It's just it is what it is. It's an all-star game. I know, but people where we've had enough now, Peter. We've I'll had tell enough. you what really stunk was the slam dunk contest the other night. I mean, can we get some of the stars to participate in that? Like I I you know, LeBron gets a lot of grief, but he's not the only one that doesn't participate. Yeah. They, they never get they had this G League guy winning it two years in a row. The uh, Toppin from the Knicks got screwed out of getting to the final. Yeah. And I, they they didn't give him a 50 I, on I that saw one.
2: some dude doing dunks before CBS Sports Network was playing. Yeah. I, I legitimately thought it was like a Disney star. Like, was is that a basketball player? Yeah. McClure? McLeague? McClung.
1: Is that Mac McClung? McClung? Is that a guy? Is that like a real yeah. person? He's an Orlando Magic G League player. G leaguer. And right. he's and better. He, then why isn't he in the NBA if he's so good? Well, that's good? my question. It's like if they are, oh, he's in the, he wins the slam dunk, and then it just shows you what, maybe how important or le- not important the slam dunk is. But Silly. off of what he did last year, still couldn't make the Magic roster, and he's still in the G League. And he gets brought back for another dunk. Why can't the Stars participate?
2: I don't know. Well, listen, why not?
1: Well, or why isn't this guy in the NBA if right? he's so good? But you know what? NHL All-Star Weekend, the All-Stars participate in the skills. Connor McDavid, who is the best player in the NHL, participates in All-Star Saturday and does the skills and does all that stuff. So why can't LeBron participate in the dunk contest? Why can't you get the best guys? Steph Curry went above and beyond and did the thing with Sabrina Ionescu. He
2: went up against a girl, Peter. That's easy to do. But
1: it was an event for the fans. That's my point. Does LeBron give a crap about the fans anymore?
2: That be that's a good point because if Steph Curry lost to a girl, I'd have been.
1: But irrelevant my to goodness, that, goodness, Peter. It's All Star Weekend. The star should participate in the skills. Just my opinion. I agree. I'm with
2: you, Peter. We're we're on lockstep on this one. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to go over a a great take, Mister Charles Barkley, had on the alternate broadcast. I'd like to get your take on that, Peter. And then, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, this is a weird week, by the way. You're in for Jerry today. Yes. And we have Boomer and Geo today. Six o'clock. They'll be right here. Right. The rest of the week, the booms is out. Uh-huh. And we've got to Jerry and Geo a couple days. We've got Geo with a special guest Thursday. This is going to be a chaotic week for y'all for y'all folks.
1: Life after the Super Bowl. That's correct.
2: All <laughs> right. We'll be back. Boomer and Geo at the top. Right now, Max Weinberg's like, why didn't I get a writing credit for this? <laughs> so where does the chord change? This is one chord.
3: Time, Here. Like dog, but the underlying beat beats in music and music is the same. Oh, the beat the same, yeah. And the, the music down. is one chord. The instrument. That gets complicated, Eddie. I'm still sticking with one chord.
2: What's that? You can't have one chord. It, 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 it wouldn't have a beat to it.
3: There's clearly a change there. Well, it's just oh. it, more drums. But the... No, no, no. Na, na,
2: na, na. Yeah, but if you had one chord, it wouldn't be... It would be... You know what oh, I mean?
3: Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, what do you call that? A beat? A or rhythm? a lick or something? Lick. Like
2: it. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a good question.
3: I am uh, not We'd uh, have to actually
2: talk to a musician. Well, Gio is uh, very yes. knowledgeable on music. Yeah, we'll get his opinion. I feel bad that Gio's kind of left music behind. It's yes. kinda sad. It is sad. Gio's a very talented musician. Like he 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 was gonna go to he was going to college uh-huh. to be a musician at first when then he switched. He had a love of music. He, he plays guitar and blah blah he don't he barely picks it up anymore. Maybe we can find a way to bring it out of him yeah. again. I don't know. Maybe we get him to write a song for Billy Joel, or maybe <laughs> we get this
1: uh, Freddie Wexler kid to yeah. uh, ask Gio to to do something. Well, if he got Billy Joel to re- you know come out and yeah. record a song, we can get Geo to get back into music.
2: I agree, uh, Peter. Uh, yesterday, the alternate NBA. I keep why do I keep wanting to call it the WNBA All Star game? I don't know. Maybe you're fixated on the WNBA. I, I like. I'm more interested in more interested in Caitlin Clark than the NBA, which is weird. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm more interested in that story for some reason
1: You can pretend- see her you know, playing the WNBA this year. That I'm and not can- going to do, but
2: no. uh, I'm just saying, I, I don't know, the NBA, they, they just, they, they annoy me. I think the NBA themselves, the players annoy me so much. But anyway, there was an alternate broadcast on something called True TV, Peter. Yes. Uh, uh, with Charles Barkley, Taylor Rooks, and Draymond Green. Charles Barkley was talking about uh, San Francisco versus Indianapolis. And he said, uh, if you had the chance between being cold, which I guess is Indianapolis, yeah, or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, which would you take? What is your answer
1: to that, mm-hmm. Peter? Would you well, rather be cold? I've been or to around? both I've been to both cities. Um and the coldest I've ever been in my life. In my life, yeah, was Indianapolis for a Jets playoff game. It's cold. It gets and cold le- there. Leaving the stadium and waiting for my uh, taxi to show up, and just walking about ten feet to get into the car. I, it was the coldest I've ever felt. Having said that, I'll stand by what I said before that I would never move to Florida because I don't like the heat. So I would probably take Indianapolis. Yeah, the coldest we ever were, I believe, was when Eddie
2: when we went to the uh, Super Bowl in Minnesota. That was the was that the coldest you've ever been, Eddie? No. Wow. Because that was some wild stuff. Yeah, the
3: coldest I ever was was probably on the top of Jay Peak, uh, which is a ski resort in uh, upper Vermont. What was the temperature? you remember? It was probably minus 25. Yeah. Real Like the actual temperature. And then with the wind. Well, where was
2: it in Minnesota when you were walking around the Mall of America trying to get in? (laughs)
3: <laughs> it was probably about like it was minus five. It wasn't as cold and wind wasn't chill as windy. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I was at the we were me and my uh, buddy were trying to make a go of it because we had to keep going north because it was raining down southern Vermont. So we kept going north and finally got up there. And then we're like, "Well, what are we doing?" Yeah, it's we, a little chilly. We got off the tram. We're like, "Oh, it's like just a sheet of ice." And so we yeah uh, we called it.
2: But you're right, Peter. I, I went to graduate school, Indiana State University. Terre Haute, Indiana, mm-hmm. it,
1: there were some winters where my nose hairs were frozen. <laughs> Legitimately, Like it gets cold there. I it, I didn't expect that because that was my first time in Indianapolis yeah. going to that Jet Colts playoff game, and I, I was shocked how cold it was. Reason.
2: But by the way, I know uh, Charles Barkley was really just trying to say there's way too many homeless people. In San Francisco, and the, mm-hmm. the, the town is not doing anything about it. I was in Indianapolis this summer. I went to go see John Cougar Millencamp. I remember that, yeah. Plenty of homeless people roaming around Indianapolis, too. It's just, it's an epidemic. It's all over the place. It's in, but it's it's in cities, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, why is it in cities and not
3: in... Because there's other people. It's, if you're homeless and you're, you're surviving... By like sort of living off of other people, yeah. the either the food they throw out or the money that you can panhandle. If you're out in you know a rural place, yeah. there's not that many people. Not as many. But they resources. also.
1: But here's the problem and again, not to drum up political stuff. But, yeah. the, but the issue is You've been very also political this morning, the issue too. is is that when government tries to help them, a lot of them refuse the help. They don't want you know during the pandemic they were trying to get. The homeless people out of the subways, and so they can clean the subways and, yeah. and get the bacteria out. So they don't want to. They don't want to help themselves or take the help that people get. I will say this: I, when I've been in Penn Station late waiting for a Long Island Railroad to go home, obviously you're approached by a lot of homeless people for money. I will never give them money, but I always offer to go buy them some food because
2: you don't want them to get drugs.
1: I don't want them to get drugs, Smart. and they. I have never had the opportunity to buy anybody food because they n- always refuse it. They're not interested. Th- they don't want the, like, Like, can I have money? And I'm like, I'll go get you some food. Let's go over to, you know, whatever, the pizza place or, you know, at the time before. That's the Reddit. nice, Peter. Right? A nice slice of but pizza. But they, they never want to take it because really? they want the money for something else. Mm. And I, I just, I, then I want, they call me. Then you get yelled at. You know, yeah, I get yelled at for like, oh, you don't want to help them? Like, no, I they they, they clearly need food. Correct. So I will always offer to buy them food, but I will not give them money because mm. you don't know where that money is going. Right. That's a good point, Peter.
2: But it doesn't work. You get no. yelled at and there you are trying to catch a train back to where you live on Konkuma? I am on the Babylon branch. Babylon? Yep. Hmm. Alright. Uh, what else do I have here, Peter? I've got a number of other items. Let me find something fun. Uh, oh, I saw, I, I, I saw a video this morning that just came out when I got here like four o'clock, pardon me.
1: It was Mr. Brees Hall. Yeah. The Jet uh, running back. Was at the game yesterday. Is that right? Yeah. A bunch of Jet and Giants were there. Well this video
2: this video just surfaced, but it was from when Brees Hall returned from Vegas for the Super Bowl. Uh huh. And he was at Newark Airport trying to get his bags and some adult male wanted an autograph, which I guess he I don't know if he, he didn't want to give this guy an autograph. Maybe he thought the guy was selling autographs. He just didn't want to be. Right. Well, the guy went all in on him, Peter. And <laughs> Mr. Carl Banks had to step in. Carl Banks, a.k.a.
1: your bathroom coordinator.
2: Yeah, bathroom coordinator, <laughs> Carl Banks, stepped in. and was just like, move it along. Move it along. And then some other people tried to tell this clown, you got to be careful. You can't get into a fight at the airport. That's federal. football pro- player. That's federal crime territory. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the guy eventually walked away but was yelling things at Brees Hall. Adults chasing down dudes for autographs. Should not be doing that. Freaks. Yeah, a little kid. One little kid where the, you? but then the
1: adults use the little kids and go, hey, give me this autograph. They pay them. Yeah, they pay them. I've seen that. Yeah. They pay them, Peter. Peter, I just tried to get a picture with Michael Irvin in Las Vegas, and his handler said, get away. Get away. <laughs> you should have yelled at him. By the way, this Odyssey Sportsman is brought to you by
2: Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Amy's talking about the NBA All-Star Game weekend, Steph Curry versus Sabrina. <laughs> it's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Oh, we have another moment or so. Peter Schwartz is in for Jerry today. During the break, we were discussing, uh, Peter, you are getting to and from the uh, MetLife Stadium. for yes, thing. Yeah. The, you don't seem to be deterred by going to and getting home from things. Like, you love an event no I'm matter the cost. I'm a big event cost. person, yes. Yeah, no matter the personal cost of the drive. Like, yeah. I, I'm just trying to figure out where in my life that became a factor because I used to, I'm with you. If there was something going on, I'm I'm like, whatever, I'm
1: going. I'll worry about that when I get there. Right. Now it's all I think about. And I changed course. Yeah. I, we were going to take the train yesterday and I decided the last minute, you know, I'd rather have some control. So I decided to drive and it's had 80,000 people. And not everybody I would imagine has ever been to MetLife stadium that went to that game yesterday because they're not all football fans. Yeah. But it's just, you can't. I can't. I'm too old to make that drive all the time. I'll do it for the special occasions or one or two jet games a year. But it's just—it's such a pain in the ass. But when do you like? To me,
2: I would be thinking about that for weeks leading up to. I was, but, I but was. you still decided to go. That's what yeah, I. Well, guess. I wanted to
1: go. It was Why? a big e- because it was a big event. But was it worth the hassle? Yeah, because it was a it was a fun time there. My Except goodness. for the ending to the game, it was a fun time.
2: Yeah, I don't I yeah, I
1: can't do it anymore. I wish I could. You know I only I go do? to I, one or two jet games. I can't do that I can't do it or I can't ha- do it on a regular diet because it's just too much of a problem.
2: I could still do it like if my friends wanted to go and one of them was driving, I'm all in. If I don't have to be the person driving, I will go anywhere. But yeah. for whatever reason once you become a certain age as the guy in, in the relationship, you have to drive. Yeah, well, I just haven't... Like if Gino one time went, let's go to the Met game. I'm
1: driving. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> but it never happens. You can't compare going to MetLife and going to City Field. It's sure like an can. App- no, it's WFAN. An
0: WFAN oh, yeah. FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free
1: Odyssey app.